Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live, and you guys are lucky. I will read. Oh, never mind. Sorry. You guys are lucky you didn't hear what happened in the pre-pre-show. I was singing it. The ugly scene. Um, ugly scene indeed. Memories, bad memories being brought up by Mike, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to remember everything. The bad. Yes, bring up something that was that was painful. Um, but that's all right. No, and um, and I don't. You know, I still. Yeah, let's talk about when my dog died. No, no, no. Nothing against Paula Cole. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. No, wait. She had it. What was her song? It was something Where about have all the cowboys. cowboys. Where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah, that's it. It's the only one I know. I think it was where have all the cowboys gone? Oh, that's right. They were probably opening for other people. Um, anyway, um, all right. Let's start here with uh, yeah. So let's get right. In. Oh, you guys have any uh, anything to start? Actually, let's get right into it today. Actually, I do. Oh, um, do on Twitter. No, it's on Twitter. It you could just download it, and we'll talk about it during the show. It's the new Metro sweaters. I just got a picture of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, send it to me. That'd be great. Or It's on your Twitter account. Well, it's not on your Twitter. I forgot to do that. It's on mine. Here, I'll, I'll include you on it. I realize great. I didn't. What is, it again? what is it again? The new Metro jerseys from Adidas. You put a link in, the, uh, like in our chat. That'd be easier. No, that never works. Does that ever work? It works, no. yeah. It does. It works pretty well. All right. Hold on. I'm going to do that. I don't have my Twitter open during the show, so I'm like, because I would get crazy. Stupid stuff He's going Twitterless, folks. I try during the show at least because I get too many people on Twitter, so it gets too distracting. I'm not my ADD can't can't handle all that. It's um much stuff happening at once. Okay. No, I get that. I mean that's we all can right, start so the show and then I'll give it to you because my now my sounds good. All right, ready, Hockey World. Hello, Hockey World. It's Tuesday, September twelfth, twenty seventeen. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I am Eklund, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And today we're going to get into a preview that people have been asking for for a while. We're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens, and that'll be fun. So that's a little bit of a treat for the end of the show. I'm sure Mike has nothing but positive things to say about the Canadiens. <laughs> oh, yes. And um, I, you know, I, so uh, we'll move on from there. That works fine. Thanks, Mike. I got that. Um, and uh, what I'm going to do is first start out today. We have some PTOs as well that are being signed and stuff like that. We'll get into all the others as well, um, <laughs> including Chris Vandevelde, who is like a, is like a special heart place in the, in the heart of our family here for some reason because there's a say, saying that goes along with Vandevelde. Um, yeah. but I won't get into it. Um, but I like Chris Vandevelde, and he was he was definitely one of Haxtell's favorite players. Uh, without a doubt. He, I think he played every game last year. Yeah, he did. He played every game, and, and not many players like of, of his ilk. Of his ilk? Uh-huh. Of his ilk would do that. But that's but he, I did. He always gave a gave a good effort. Um, but let's <laughs> let's um, let's move on to. I wanted to get into today my um, my wackiest prediction blog because that's always fun. I like to hear what you guys have to say about it because you guys always rip me apart about it. And uh, last year you ripped me apart about it, and I got was pretty close on some things that I said last year. So I think we're, we're really we're, we're we're mean about that. I don't know. Well, no, yeah. no, no, I'm no, I'm never mean. There's no way that I was mean. Yeah. No, no. So I, I, last year for just a second. I, I purposely did not look at these because I wanted to hear yeah. them fresh out of your mouth 
so I could get, you could get a real reaction out of me. That's good. I'm glad you didn't look at him. All right, prediction number one from last year. Just a couple little things to show that I'm not totally clueless. By the way, I did. I, mean, I definitely wouldn't look at worthless predictions. I mean, I don't. Do that. <laughs> Normal <laughs> predictions last year. I did have a couple things that were pretty cool. You know, I, I had the Predators making the play, making the playoffs barely, but then going all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, which was obviously true. And I had the Centers making the playoffs, which a lot of people didn't. Um, That's but, true. Um, but that, but then in my wacky predictions, here was my number one last year was after no Canadian teams would make the playoffs in 15-16. I predict five teams will make the playoffs in 16-17. How about that? Five Canadian teams. Count it. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, and Otto all made the playoffs. I got that one right. Um, but then it went south really fast. Um, <laughs> I, was, I should have just stopped after one prediction last year. Um, number two was Anthony DeClaire will be top ten in NHL scoring. So I <laughs> <laughs> That was not exactly – that did not exactly happen. He wasn't top ten in AHL scoring. Maybe. Was he even? No. No. No, he might have been. I don't know. No. Uh, prediction number three. I said we'll see three coaches fired by Christmas. And this this went along with the fact that the year before I said we would go through a season without any coaches getting fired at all. Um, and the, actually what happened was there were two fired by Christmas, if you remember, Gallant and Capuano, and then Hitchcock would be fired in January, um, followed by Julian and Terrian quickly after that in February. So – that, there were a lot of coaches fired almost. Oh, I'd, I'd be prepared to give you half credit on that one because you came yeah, close. Came close. Um, there's a couple more that I got dead on. Um, ben Bishop will be moved at, at or before the trade deadline. That was, in retrospect, it wasn't maybe the wackiest of predictions. But no. But I did, I, I did, at that point, you know, we're coming off of a season where, you know, the Lightning had gone pretty far. Ben Bishop had been a big factor. Remember, this is, this is before the season started last year. It was kind of hard to imagine that they would move him. Um, in the middle of the season, but the way all things went with Tampa, the, the Stamkos injury and the and the struggles early in the season helped that along. Yeah, that helped a lot along. Uh, number seven was the Vegas team will be named the Knights after all. And at that point, if you remember, we were all debating what the name of the team would be. It wouldn't be the Knights. It wouldn't be the Knights. It wouldn't be the Knights. That wasn't. It was kind of half credit again, I think, because he wanted to call it the Black Knights, right? And um, it ended up being the Golden Knights, but it did end up being called the Knights. So there was a lot of talk about it could be called something else. Number eight was the Winnipeg Jets will finish ahead of the LA Kings in the standings. That happened by one point. Got lucky, <laughs> lucky on that one, but right to the end of the year. Hey, you said it. It was good. I got it. And then one I came kind of close on, uh, Wawrinski will win the Calder over Matthews in line eight. Obviously, he didn't, but I think Wawrinski did everything he could have and would have won the Calder in almost any other year. Yeah, um, he had a great spare. You know, like the year before, he would have won the Calder for sure with that kind of season. Matthews just had an unbelievable season, as did line eight for the most part, so... Um, I don't there know. Were so, there were so many rookies that were good last year. I mean, Aho had a great year. Right, right. I did have a couple that were very, very wrong. Of course, um, I had the Flyers starting goalie in the playoffs will not be Mason Oyen nor Earth. Well, there was no playoffs for the Flyers <laughs> at all. But that was true. There you got that one. Um, and I did predict that um, Matt Murray would win the Vezina, but he and he did not because, of course, he got hurt. So. Yeah, yeah that's that's a tough one. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, so here we go with X fifth annual Wackies predictions said by me and taken apart by Mike and Russ and all of you out there as well. All right. Golden Number one, the Predators and the new LA Kings. They will find a way into the playoffs after an okay regular season, but will be the team that no one wants to play and will again make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. No. That's a no. That's a no. Mike? They will not make this. They'll make the playoffs, but they will not make the Stanley Cup Finals again. No. You don't see them as like suddenly this team to beat? Like, that's a- I'll give you two reasons why. I think they will be a tough team to play against. Yes. I think Rene will have some injury, and if they're really banking on UC Saros, I do not like what I saw out of Saros last year. He would have to 
completely turn it around from what he showed in the Stanley Cup to do it. Now everybody goes, well, it's a tough position, whatever. Like, that's it. That's your backup position. Like, it doesn't matter when you get called upon. Harris was really good in the regular season for the Predators. But it doesn't matter. Regular I mean, season. That, that was a weird spot. If you're going against Pittsburgh Penguins, I do get But it doesn't matter. Like, this is where you have to prove yourself. Come on, Russ, this is where Anders Lindbach makes his big comeback. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think – that Mike's wacky prediction? Yeah, there you go. I think, that, I, I think that the injury to Ryan Ellis is bigger than people are making out right now. I mean, you're talking about that top four that played mucho minutes during the playoffs and that he and his mobility, replacing it with, with that hatchet man, Alexi Emelin, who I think is has slowed down and is not that good of a defenseman, I think is a big drop. Now, if they get him back, uh, you know, say middle of the year and he's and he doesn't skip a beat, then they're then they're fine. But it's gonna be a loss for them and I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that's gonna hurt them a bit. Yeah. I mean, as good as they were, they they did play in the Stanley Cup finals and the even the conference finals without a lot of key players too. So they really they really um, had some forwards that you know were really yeah. And we'll see. And we'll see if Fiala comes back a hundred percent. I mean, it's it's he's probably not going to start start the year with a with a broke after a breaking a leg in the playoffs. And right. you know, you got Benino settling in, but it's I I think it's going to take a little bit of time for that team to sort of get. And there could be a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover as well. So I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I, I think yes. there's the struggle. Yeah, I love Fiala, and I love the Benino signing. So, but we, but I think if Fiala comes back at all, like he was, he was on his way to becoming quite a player. Yeah. All right, number two, the Toronto Maple Leafs will add Andre Markov after the Olympics prior to the trade deadline. I don't think so. No, I don't. If Andre Markov was a right-hand shot defenseman, I would say yes, but Mm -hmm. they've got a lot. They have two Swedish uh, players in Borgman and Rosen, Travis Dermott, who they like a lot as as left-hand shot defenseman. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Markov is the guy. I, I think there's a greater chance of them making a trade before the deadline for somebody who's got a year or so left in a contract, i.e. somebody like Drew Doughty, if the Kings fall, fall apart, but that may not happen, but I, I don't see Markov. I actually, if you alter that prediction act and say Markov coming back to the Canadians, I could see that. I think that's something, I think some bridges have been burned there. Um, Maybe. talking to people, but I, and I think. That Toronto would be an exciting place for him to come back to, and he's mm-hmm. you know he's an experienced guy, experienced defender, won't cost you much. Toronto will be. No, I disagree. I think he'll still be looking, even on a prorated deal, to make like a million bucks or a million and a half bucks, and that's probably not something Lou is going to want to do. But he's not going to come in cheap. Yeah, and and the thing is, and it may be PR spin, but at the end, even after he's even after he signed in the KHL, he was very. Like you know, he was very complimentary of Montreal, and yeah. it sounded like he wanted to, you know, wanted to come back. So I, that's why I think if after February twenty fifth, after the Olympics, he has an out in his contract, I wouldn't be surprised that the Canadians are in the race that he goes back to them. Yeah, and I don't think it'll go over well if he shows or wears that gold medal that he's going to have around his neck in the Leafs locker room. I just don't think it's going to fly well. We'll get well, to that later in my predictions. Um, it'll fly well with Nikita Zaitsev, but maybe not a few other people. Right. The champion of the Central Division during the regular season will be – this is number three, by the way. The champion of the Central Division will be the Winnipeg Jets. No way. That's my prediction for the for the Central I'm going to go that's a no. A no. 
I mean, it's yeah. easier to say no than yes with your predictions. Well, but of course, these are you're supposed to be wacky predictions, all right? So you're supposed to suppose, every year some that's, of them come true. So that's that's nine on a wacky scale. Yes. Okay. Right, yeah. Give me, give me your, uh, give me your. That's a nine wax, right? That's right. a nine. That's, that's a nine. That's a, nine. That's a wacky nine. I, I, I nine wrote. wax. We we'll call it. <laughs> All right. The uh, number four. The Chicago Blackhawks have to fight for their lives to make the playoffs as a wild card team. No, that's not crazy. Yeah, I, that that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Number five. Montreal will make the biggest trade of the 2017 NHL season with the St. Louis Blues. So you're thinking they're going to trade for Paul Stastny, is what you're saying? I'm thinking that Montreal and St. Louis will be in similar situations when it gets down to the deadline. Like I think Montreal will have I mean, St. Louis. I think will be okay, but not great and not guaranteed a spot and 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 finding and having issues. Um, Montreal will be in that same boat. We'll talk about them later. But I have a feeling, and th- those two teams both need to do something this year. They're both when you look at Eastern and Western Conference teams. To me, they're two of the teams that need to do something. Well, Mon- Montreal Montreal is positioned for that big trade because they didn't sign Markov, and I think they have around $8 million in cap space. Right. But I don't know about St. Louis. I, I, I would I would be surprised if St. Louis is going to make a dramatic move. They're not, I don't think they're going to trade any of their defensemen, Pareko, Pietrangelo, or, or Bo Meester. And if they do trade somebody up front, it's not going to be a guy like Tarasenko. It's probably going to be either a young guy like Fab, or maybe Fabry if they soured on him, or a veteran like like uh, Paul Stastny, who's really expensive, and, and Montreal could fit under the cap. I think if Montreal makes the big move, the big move is going to be Tavares. If 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 the Islanders can't get him signed by the deadline, Montreal and Montreal's in the playoff race, they'll probably you know, expend every asset they can to get Tavares and then try to sign him to an extension. I'm looking through transactions for the Blues at the deadline, and they've really only made like three big yeah. deadline deals, maybe four if you want to count Eric Brewer, but I can't count that. So I'm going to go this is a nine on the wacky scale because Armstrong, that's not his thing usually. That's Come just on, Kirk. That was a big trade. Yeah, but they they weren't going to sign him, so that was that that was an, out of necessity. No, they, that was out of necessity. Yes. Yeah, okay. what, Russ? You don't consider the Ole Okunen deal with Toronto a, a major deadline move? No, like Yarrow Halak, if you want to count that. If you want to count Adam yeah. Oates, yes. Uh, yeah. But but they haven't had a they ton trade Kachuk and things like that. And remember that they traded Kachuk, I think. Not was, at the deadline. Was the wasn't the wasn't the deal wasn't the deal that they made. In '89, but with with Calgary, the, the that uh, Conroy, no, oh, no, 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 that no, trade, right? That that included Gilmore, right? Um, that yeah, I include. I think that was a deadline deal. That was a deadline deal. That was a huge trade. That was like six. Yeah, six, so they've had three or four big deadline deals. They're I mean, not, that was '89. That doesn't have anything to do with this regime. But that, that was 28 was. years ago. I know, but still. Anyway, all right. Okay. Just number six. Despite saying they were retirees, Canucks at some point this season, a major Canadian media outlet. <clears throat> um, which would be have three initials, will report they are considering being rentals. So at some point this year, TSN will report that the Canucks uh, twins <laughs> will report the uh, will report the Sedins as being rentals. That is a 12 on the wacky scale. Is it? Okay, I'll, I'll do it two ways. Is it wacky that a, an outlet will report it? No. Is it right. going to happen? Ten wackies. It's not happening. Yeah, I'm giving twelve. I'm giving twelve that. You think the 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 limit's ten here, Russ? Let's not get out of. All right, (laughs) it doesn't happen. All right, is that? It's a ten. Okay, at some point this season. All right, we'll see. 
All right, number seven. The LA Kings, Jonathan Quick, will dominate the first two months of the season, but the Kings will still not make the playoffs. That's a seven on the wacky scale. If 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 Quick is dominant, I mean, you said the first two months. So first two months of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, if his groin wears out or something like that, then you know that 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 throws everything under the bus. But I, if he's dominant the first two months, then the the Kings are having success. Then the Kings will be in the playoff race. I. I, I, I would liken it to the L.A. Dodgers who, in baseball, got off to a massive start, and they're coasting in now. And probably, I think they – I don't know if they won yesterday, but they lost like 14 out of 15 after piling up wins. I mean, piling them up. They, they, were, 50, they were 54 games over 500, Russ, right. and, now, and now they've taken the foot off the gas pedal. and Just because it's sports. I don't know what what is worse to be in the Dodgers position, being so far up, and then taking your foot off the gas pedal, or Cleveland right now, who've won 19 in a row, and it's only September the 12th. I mean, you're you're blowing your doors off right now, and you're the hottest team in Major League Baseball, but playoffs are three weeks away. It's both. They're both bad. They're both bad. But but the Dodgers is worse, and I just think if the Kings were to pile up those wins, it will be hard for them not to make it. Okay, number eight. The Philadelphia Flyers will be leading the Metro Division on January 1st, 2018. That is a 10. That's a 10 wacky. 10 wacky, all right. I'm not saying where they'll finish, but I think I have a feeling this Flyers team is going to get off to it. The Flyers have a history of going back and forth with good and bad. This It feels like this team could go off to a very, very, very quick start. I, I know. See, the thing is, I know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could get off to a slow start after two straight Stanley Cups and long runs. And they usually start slower and then finish the season strong. Washington, I think, has got something to prove, but they they have less they have less uh, firepower than they have in the past. There are two teams right now in 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 the uh, in the Metro that Columbus and Carolina. I, I think Carolina is a playoff team. I really do. Well, I think the Rangers will get off to a good start and, too. And I think the Rangers with Shattenkirk will be will be fantastic. They could. All right, number nine. The Tampa Bay Lightning will win the Atlantic Division by more than 15 points. That's about a two wacky. I think they're going to win the division. Yeah, I think that's a four wacky. 15, yeah. I was going to go 20, but I was like, ah, 15, I think. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say 10 is more right on. But, I, I, if again, knock on wood for them, if Stamco stays healthy, they're the best team. I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I like it. Number 10, the Toronto Maple Leafs will be one game away from the Stanley Cup final. That's a 10 wacky. I, I, I think that the Leafs will make the playoffs. I think there will be improvement with the veteran guys that they brought in. Right, so they win around, right? They, they, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think they'll win around. I do not think that they'll get out of the Atlantic division. They'll probably end up losing to Tampa Bay in the second yeah, round. It's a 10 wacky. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like the direction they're going. They've got a ton of talent, a lot of youth. Um, but you have to consider the fact they've got unrestricted free agents in Van Riemsdyk and Bozak with a lot of depth up up front. They may trade those guys off before the deadline because they have an opportunity to get assets, and you, you have to manage your assets. And the defense, they really did not upgrade it that much. Ron Hainsey was a good veteran ad, but you're depending a lot on a lot of young players to step up. I just don't think their defense is up to it right now. So I think they'll be improved, but I don't think they're going to get to the to the conference final. I think they're tough enough to get to the. I mean, they were one game away from the conference final last year. I think they're tough enough to. Um, they're one. They're one. They were. I mean, they lost in the first round. Who were we talking? I think, about? 
I think that I think the competition this year to get to the conference final will be too much for them. Yes. Right. Yeah, they lost to Washington first round. I was thinking the second round for second. So, yeah, but okay, yeah. So they still have to go through two rounds. Yeah. I like it. Uh, number eleven, Jack Eichel will be one of the top three finalists for the Hart Trophy. I mean, that's not crazy. I'll put a one on that. One or a two. That's not crazy, uh, but I'll put a caveat on that. If he can't okay, no, no. there are no caveats. If you okay. wouldn't let me do a twelve, there's no caveat. I think that's pretty crazy because I mean, Jack Eichel had like you know, has he ever been? Well, know, this, 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 this is this. Well, he was he was a a, um, a Hobie Baker finalist, so it's not. This is, this is this is the factor that could vault him to that level. If he does not sign his eight year extension. Yep. This year, he will be super motivated yep. to put up big numbers and stick it, you know where, with the with the Sabers. The man that would mean the Buffalo Sabers would have to be pretty darn good for him to be a top three finalist. Remember that. That's also the remember. I think that Sabers are going to have to be a playoff team at least. I, well, I, I think that things go right. They're they're going to be in the mix for the for for the yeah. playoffs. I said that when we did the preview. Yeah. I think if all if everything goes according to plan. And he stays healthy. I mean, they only scored 201, uh, 201 goals last year. I mean, there's they, they opportunity have, there. Yeah, there is. There's some talent there. So. And in 2015, Eichel won the Hobie Baker and beat out Jimmy Vc. so I think it's not outrageous. All right, number 12, the Vegas Golden Knights will finish ahead of two teams in the West. I've already said this on the show, but I think that this is was just a – they will finish ahead of two teams in the West. That's a 10. Yeah, that's a 10. I think they'll finish ahead of one, not two. Okay. Number thirteen, the Oilers and Flames will finish one and two in the Pacific. Not sure what order yet, that, but I think that, they. That's a one. That's a that's a that no that's a ten. That's a ten. No, that's a one for me. Because because An Anaheim is going to finish in the. Person. I mean, they should, but something could happen. I'm going to say. I also that's wanted one. to say that the Oilers and Flames will finish ahead of the. I don't think it's that outrageous. Ahead of the top two teams in California. So. I mean, you get one. In terms of total points. Yeah, Anaheim just has to make it to the playoffs. They'll be fine in the playoffs. Yeah, right. I do, but I just think there's enough talent there for us that they're going to finish first or second. Yeah, especially but, you know, especially with the, especially now with Gibson and Miller as your goaltending tandem. I know. I'm just thinking injuries and such. That's I all. I think they're both real big question marks. Even though I think they should be this good, I think that I still think people are people are giving the Flames credit too early, and the Oilers a little bit credit I, because of how well they played in the playoffs. But I, I think I, I think there's question marks with the Oilers. I, I still think there's question marks with both of them. I agree, but I think that so I think that's why I think one and two is a little bit crazy. Connor, Connor McDavid is the salve that covers the the wound for the for the Oilers. Right, he's right. You know, he's he's the best player or second best player in the NHL, but their defense is still average. So you're you're likening Connor McDavid to Origel? Like I don't understand. <laughs> no, Neo Sporn, Russ. No, oh, okay. I know. The New York Islanders will extend John Tavares by Christmas after trading for Matt Duchesne in November. That's a zero. So you think that's possible? No, I, I, I think it's a, a – well, oh, no, I should take it back. I'm sorry. It's a 10. You're right. Yeah, sorry. 10, 10, 10 is the wackiest. One is the – I know. No, it's a 10. Um, I, I don't think he's signing with the Islanders. I think Matt Duchesne is um, very unhappy, and I think at some point in October or early November he's traded um, out of there. I'm not, I'm not disputing that, but okay. – The Islanders – I, I think the Islanders are most likely to make that move, and I think – because they'll need it, and I think that'll, that'll – I don't have any factor on the deal now. It's all about the arena. Right. 
thank you. Exactly. The, 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 I don't think acquiring Matt Duchesne is going to solve the problem of John yeah. Tavares wanting wanting to, to lock himself to that organization. They're a train wreck right now. They don't know where they're going to play. When 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 Tavares says at that golf outing that it's complicated, yeah, that's the complicated part because even the Islanders don't know where they're going to play. How do you think he really cares where they're going to play? He definitely cares. He does. He does. Otherwise, this would get. Otherwise, this would get done, Ak. I mean, this. They're willing. They're willing about the team. The team he's playing think with. About I think about this. If I he signs on, hold, hold on. If he signs on for eight years, and they move to let's just say Seattle, just to bring up a right. different city. Yeah. That's something that's not comfortable for him. He doesn't want the unknown. He wants the known. Okay. Just, just, uh, just a. Uh, see what you're saying, Russ. But I think that. I don't think they're moving to see. I don't think I don't think they're going to let this team move, and I think he knows that they're not going to move. I think it's just a matter of where they play in the area, and that's. I don't think that really matters to him. If if you let's take the equation, you say they're not moving, but they could be playing anywhere. Does that matter to him now? Ju ju yes. If they're still the Islanders, and they could be. They if they could be. and I got to tell you something. If they said they were staying at Barclays for the next ten years, I don't think he would sign. Right, because no, it's. I don't, I don't think that would matter to him. It yeah. does matter. They don't like the rink there. Yeah, the but rink is terrible. At the like end it. of the day, he likes. I think he would take the team and his teammates in the fact you like. They don't like the ice there. I'm telling you, there's players that really don't like it yeah. there. And, no, and I, agree. And, I do. I do know that's for sure. For sure. And, Bet and Batman. Batman came out during the uh, the media tour last week and said that going back to Nassau Coliseum is not as a non-starter. So right. that means it has to be a new building. Right. It's not going to be Barclays. Right. No, it's. I think. I think this is directly tied to Tavares. And and by the way, there's a uh, uh, Igor Orenko, who's a Russian reporter, who uh, is pretty pretty good. Um, he he interviewed Andre Markov and asked him if he regretted that he couldn't play a thousand games in the NHL. And Markov responded, "Why do you think I'm done there?" So there. That yeah, that. We know, uh, we know that. Yeah. That that makes total sense. Yep. Number fifteen. Matt Murray will win the Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> right back from last year again. I'm going with it again. I love Matt Murray. I think he's the next. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll give that a three. Yeah. I'll give it a five. I think it's within the realm of possibility. I just think the I think the Penguins are going to struggle a little bit early on because that team is played into June and tough hockey into June two years in a row. That's yeah. tough. That's true, and it's very true. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be he's, he's as good. He's he's Carey Price like to me. Um, number sixteen. Scotty Upshaw will be the hero of the 2018 Olympics for Team Canada, and Casey Middlestat will dominate for Team USA. Well, Scotty Upshaw might get a job in the NHL. I know he was up. He was. Uh, oh, yeah. He he received a training camp invite, so I don't know if he gets signed. I, I would only give that a three for the wacky. Okay. Yeah, I mean Middlestat, I, I think is within the realm of possibility. I think he's going to play uh, play on the Olympic. I do too. I think he'll play on the Olympic team too for sure. Uh, then to go along with the Olympics, number 17, Team USA will face Team Canada in the gold medal game in both women's and men's hockey. Women's, yes. Men's, no. That is a 10 on the way. <laughs> That's a 10. All right. Why? Tell me why. Because there's no way that the U.S. We don't even know who's on these teams yet, guys. It doesn't I matter. I could give you a broad idea, and I'm just going to say based on who isn't on that team, yeah. they're not making it to the final. And this isn't a, this isn't a slam on on either one, but the odds of two uh, talent shortened Canadian and U.S. squads in the Olympics facing each other is astronomical. One of them possibly could make it, yeah. but I think the other one is probably going to be Russia unless they choke the bone. 
which they've done in the Olympics in previous yeah, yeah. But I will but, say this, I, Mike. Yeah. Um, Canada is more likely to make it than yeah. the U.S. because of Ben Scrivens. <laughs> well, I, I, you could laugh, but it's true. No, 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 just, let's, let's just hope Mike Koska doesn't shoot the puck off a stanchion. And, uh, oh, no, sorry. Just kidding. Number 18. We will see a surprising uptick in fighting in the NHL this year, especially early on. We'll see 500 fights this season for the first time since 2011-12. Wow, come on. Last season we had 372 fights. Uh, the, mo the team with the most fights this year, the Vegas Knights. I think that there could be an uptick in fighting, but I don't think 500 fights. Well, who's going to be the number one pugilist on the Vegas Knights? I am not sure. So you're basing it on a blind study. There, there, I'm, just basing, I'm basing it on the fact that I think it, the, I know there there's enough pugilists on that team. They're only there for one year. That there, nothing, there there's nothing to lose, and there will be enough people on that team. Like I could see Pierre Edouard Bellamar, you know. No, it's it's gonna the, the leading the leading fighter will be Derek England because that's yeah, what it'll be England. He has one more but, year, so it'll be him. Right, but uh, yeah, I would say and I don't know how many how many fights were in the league last year, but I would assume it's probably half of what of, of five hundred or around there. I, I would I'd say maybe there'll be a slight uptick, but there's no way it's gonna be five hundred. It's a ten. Go ahead. <laughs> and you guys, you guys are gonna be like this. Is gonna be the story in the first two months of the season. How it's much? Only if only if Paul only if Paul Baxter, uh, George Peros, and it's Cole just, it's just the biorhythm. I'm telling you, the biorhythm of there'll the be a fight a game in the preseason. That's that's guaranteed. They do that. There's always fights in the preseason. There's um like 70 fights in the pre in the entire in the preseason and 370 yes. fights in the entire NHL season. That's a crazy difference. I know, but that's what happens. Number 19, Warinsky will be a Norris finalist. That's like a two on wacky. Yeah, it's not too crazy. I know. I, I would say it's about a. Four on wacky simply because we know how the Norris works, and usually it's guys who have been in the league for a while, and it takes it takes a while to get into that race. So it's going to be tough to. I mean, right now, unless they both are injured, two of the spots are taken. It's going to be Dowdy. It's going to be Carlson. If they have their normal years, they'll be two of the finalists. And you know, Brent, Brent Burns has, has another great year. He'll probably be the, the third finalist. So I, I'll I'll. I, you know, if Warinsky lights it up, he'll, it's a possibility, but I, I think it's unlikely. So I'll say four or five. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I think I think that I've talked to some writers who you know do the voting for this kind of thing, and they they do feel bad that Warinsky didn't get a chance to win Rookie of the Year because of the situation being so you know with Matthews being so good. Um, and I think that they'll look at him a little bit in this. I think they'll they'll give they might he might get a little bit more benefit of the doubt because he is that good, and people see him as that good. When, when we're voting, writers have no hearts. There's a few. On like fifth and sixth place votes, he is one. He's one of those guys that's gotten to people though. He is. He's like they really like him. You know, if all the players out there, I've been surprised how much he's got. They've gotten him. All right, number twenty. Nolan Patrick will dominate and find great chemistry with Wayne Simmons and Travis Konechny on a line that will be called Legion of Doom Two. That's a seven on the wacky scale. That's a ten on the wacky scale. Oh, Legion. I think I think this is by a. I'm just putting by as by a. You know by a. By a writer. I, I think there's a good chance that, that Nolan Patrick goes back to the WHL. I still think it's 50-50, and I'm going to continue with my 50-50 that he goes back. Yeah, yeah there we go. Well, I, th I, don't, I don't know. I can see that as a great line, personally. I can see that those, that those three players working really well together, um, and they really would remind you a little bit of the original Legion of Doom, and, you know, Konechny is very much like a Michael Remberg-type player. Um, you know, Simmons. I like think that's a... I that's a the, I don't I I don't even see any correlation between Renberg and Konechny. I'm sorry. I mean, really? yeah, Renberg, Renberg was big. He was big. Renberg for one was thing. Connecty, 
is way more skilled than Renberg was. Renberg is, I don't know. Renberg is pretty oh, nice. Come on, listen. Renberg had some skill. Konecki's got great vision. Renberg did not have great vision. Well, he does, and Wayne Simmons is not John LeClaire, but close and similar to John LeClaire. There's no, I think that's fair. I think I think there you have a connection, and I think with Lindros and, and Patrick, Patrick you have a connection, but with Renberg and Konecki, you lost me. All right, we'll see. I, I mean, I can make this true just by calling the Legion of Doom 2 myself if they ever play together in a game, so I can make this happen. So just know yeah, that right now. I don't have to say that they'll, I, I can't make them dominate, so I can't, you know, get the whole thing together. Um, number 21, the New York Islanders will finish ahead of the New York Rangers. That is a 10 on the wacky scale. Yeah, that's a million. A million? Wow. No way. All right. The Islanders, are, the Islanders are a tire fire right now. They I, are a tire fire, but they also have really good young players who could come up. I, I agree. I, I like some of their young players. around all at once. This is the kind of team that could suddenly... Shock you. This is a team that it's very typical, and this is not uncommon at all. You see a team like two years ago, the Islanders had their moment, right? They were they looked pretty good. They got past they got passed around in the playoffs. Yeah. Then they collapsed back. That's not uncommon for that I, to happen. And then the then the third year for that team to actually be very, very good for I just see the Tavares situation being a cancer on that team yeah. in the sense that it'll be a distraction constantly throughout the year mm -hmm. if they allow it to fester. If they if they get him signed, you know, maybe they have a good year, but I still don't think they'll beat out the Rangers. The Rangers, you know, you've they've added Shattenkirk. I think their defense is better. How does Shattenkirk uh, fan? Yeah, but I think he fits I think he fits there. He I think he'll agree, but he, they, they, the Rangers need to need to. They, they've lost some defensive spunk on this team, you know. And it's, no, they, they, they've actually by losing like Girardi, they've helped their yeah. defense. Actually, I mean the only the only concern I the only concern I have with the Rangers is the departure of Stepan, you know, depriving them of, of offense up the middle. But if you know guys like J T. Miller and Hayes step it up, they've got enough scoring on the wings. That and they've they, given up they, two backup goalies over the last two years who are very strong for them, right? And they, I mean, you know, Pavlik's not like chopped liver. I yeah. mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, but he's not. But he's 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 very different than you know than the other two were. Like I think the other two had better, you know, like Talbot. Oh, I don't. I won't disagree with that. I won't. But and I think that you I, know Lundqvist isn't getting younger. I, I just I just I you know now Rangers fans will be thrilled about this because whenever I pick the Rangers, to I'm defend. sorry, you're talking about Thomas Grice and who? Yarrow oh, Halak. Yarrow Halak. Come on. That, that, I should Come have put on. in here that Yarrow Halak will have this big resurgence this year, but I didn't put that in there because I'm afraid of it. I, know I've, I think I've done that before. I'm such a Halak fan, but I think that I don't think this will happen. Um, number only, only. So uh, far, I've gone back to 2013. The Islanders haven't been ahead of the Rangers. Nope, they weren't that year either. I'm going to still, I'm still trying to figure out the last time. So it's, I'll get there. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. Maybe right, 1983. Number, number 22. This is my final one. Um, this is not that wacky at all because, and, you know, I just had to get it. I felt like I was more wacky than I've been the last couple years. But when I look, I always feel like they're crazy. I'm telling you, we should listen to the podcast last year when I did this. And you saw like five or six things that I got right. You you guys were not on board with this. Um, anyway, number 22. The NHL will announce the return of the Quebec Nordiques at the 2018 NHL Awards. I mean, that's not that wacky. It's, it's, not, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's a question of whether it's going to be expansion or transfer. But, no, I, I, I think that's within the realm of possibility. I think that the, the, the NHL, they got the building. There are teams that are in trouble. Yeah. I think I, they'll start 2019-2020. That's going to be their first year. 
Yeah, um, that's not out. That's nuts. That's not not. That is not yeah, nuts at all. No, we have, do have some news, and that's it's it for wacky predictions. But I appreciate you guys playing along for sure. Um, you know that really is something that. Uh, I, well, let's look at the Metro Division shirts for a second here, jerseys for a yeah. second here. That you, um, and uh, now I'm, I'm I'm back to 2008, and we still haven't had showers. <laughs> hey, drop it, drop it. But do I do appreciate you guys listening and and playing along. It's just a fun thing we do every year, and um and I like to hear your predictions too. And actually, later today I'm going to go back into um the comment section from last year because a lot of you had really good good ones. I already I already started went through them and and sorted out like five or six. Did we make did we make predictions? I don't know if we I did. did. And uh, the fans, we were on with Ty. I don't think Russ was on that show. Actually, come to think of it, okay. um, he may have been. But um, but I know. No, I'm talking about the comments of the of my readers who made predictions last year. So okay, there's some good ones there. Um, and you know, because they're pretty good. So you know, now you already have time stamped them. So don't try changing them on me now. <laughs> Mike likes calling the fans stupid, so I'm sure he did that. All right, here's the Metro, the new Adidas Metro jerseys. Um. And uh, these are not all that different. <laughs> no, the Devils is different. I mean, Devils is different. I really like the I like the single sleeve thing. I like this. Too much red. Too much red. Too much red. I like the. De I, there's a lot of red in this division, isn't there? Like you know, um, yeah. Three red teams. Um, a little too much. Too similar, perhaps. To what I really do like about the Devils, I actually actually like this Devils jersey a lot. I like I like the black that there's no outline around the black on the top. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool because. I mean, I just designed jerseys for a soccer team like around here. I've done that a couple of times. And I, I like designing jerseys, so I'd like uh, to look. At, like, I'm not in love with it. I, I like everything else on the bottom row. I think the rest are good. Um, I think actually, I think the Devils is the one that sort of stands out as the oddball. Yeah. Yeah, it it does. It does. I mean, it seems like Pittsburgh is the same as. All right, 2003-2004, the Islanders came in ahead of the Rangers. There you go. All right, well, that's been a long time then. So we have 14 years. 14 years. Can I say this about the Capitals? they got to get rid of this stupid thing that says Capitals across. Tell Ted Leonsis, I agree. That is the word. I mean, at its best, it's it's the the original one is weird. And and uh, like, but this this but then they took it and modernized what was already a yeah, bad It's not idea. like their name was the Bullets. It's not like they had to right. change them. Like, but here's the thing. I, that original one, I have a t-shirt that I like the way it flows and the it colors. Font. It was like a cool aerial a round. Good, that's what it is. It's a great font. It was a rounded aerial font, and it was solid, oh. and I like it, that. This one has never made any sense even, to me. Even if it was a loser font, it's a yeah, great did, font. Did you, did you, li <laughs> did you like the, uh, the emblem? It's a font. <laughs> Did you like the emblem in the in the late '90s when they made? No, this and it's funny. I just saw. I was just watching the NHL Network the other day because I'm trying to watch the NHL. The NHL Network has their top 40 thing going on right now. It's another whole thing we talk about top 50, or whatever it is. But um, so watching the NHL Network is really funny because they showed the highlights of the Kolzig. You know, when Kolzig was the goalie for them in the Stanley Cup Finals because they were doing the bit Stanley Cup memorable Stanley Cup moments. Yeah, yeah. And one is the Draper goal. You know, um, and. And yeah, that, those jerseys I didn't like at all. No, I didn't. But I gave them credit because there are so many. If there was ever a town that wasn't lacking symbols that you could make a Lindo logos, it's Washington D.C. I well, mean, there are so many. That's true. Yeah, you could use the Capitol Dome or the Washington the Monument. Capitol Dome. You could do the Washington Monument. Might be a little bit phallic, but you know, besides that. Um, well, it, here's here's my nitpicky thing. Uh, looking at all these jerseys, I've always I've always dis disliked jerseys with really thick lines like the islanders one 
Yeah, the, the, the Penguins one. I like with the Rangers. You know, it's it's a it's a thinner. Uh, same with Carolina. To me, the Capitals and the Blue Jackets one is lazy. There's no line. There's or, or it's almost like pencil thin. But I, these massive, like this massive orange band on the Islanders jersey, I think just looks really weak. It is a little weird. I will say this strictly as a font. And I did like. The Capitals font, I just said it was associated with losing. But the a real loser font is sans serif. Anyhow. <laughs> Comic sans should never be used at all. That's the one I'm going to throw out there. That's the one that's true. But um, uh, the Flyers, it's hard to tell because the orange is always hard to tell with the Flyers. But it looks as if they went, they're going to like a less vibrant orange a little bit. Yeah, they toned down the orange. That's a good you know what I mean? The orange were like, the orange, the original, this is more like the original Flyers orange. Um, when they went to the original jerseys where they – and I like the Flyers orange jerseys a lot. I always have. And I, I think that they, they should have a patent on orange. And I can't stand the fact that Edmonton and Anaheim have gone to orange. But, um, but the, 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 you know, the, and when the Flyers went to black, I thought it was terrible. But I love when they brought back the orange as their, yeah. as their main this jersey. It's like a creamsicle orange rather than a Volkswagen orange. Yeah, like the difference, and anybody can see this. If you go to like the, uh, if you're at a Flyers game, which you know some of you might be because you're Flyers fans out there, go to the store and then go into the, um, go back there and you'll and check out like, the Bernie Perrant vintage like jerseys that they sell back there, or the Bobby Clark vintage jerseys versus the current orange, and you'll see that the there was it, that was more of a red orange than this is a more of an orange orange now that they have. Yes. Um, this looks more of more like a muted orange orange. Yes. So, kind of. The, which I think is good because I do think they're bright, but I think that they're classic. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that you know, when I look at these, all these jerseys, to me, the you know, the Rangers and the Flyers stick out as the best jerseys on this board. I think they, yeah, I think I agree with that. I think they did it this way though, so it wouldn't be the same orange as the Islanders. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, it, it's it's pretty close though. When you're looking on here, that's pretty hard. Yeah, but there is a difference though. Yeah. I mean, and I was okay with the orange. The, the Islanders and Oilers using orange with blue because orange and blue is the coolest color combination there is, and I've always thought. But I don't think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big. I and I, look, I will say this about the Penguins jersey: while it's a decent jersey, there's no place for white in that jersey. Right, right. The Penguins have had some white. strange jerseys over the years too. Like you know. Yeah. I, I actually liked. I actually the, the one I like the most is the powder is the powder blue Penguins jersey. With yeah, the, they were pretty. I'm sure, cool. everybody likes that the most. I did not like the green and red um, Devils jerseys um, when they first came out. I liked them. I, I thought they were good for a while. I mean, green. It was kind of cool that you have green. I mean, you know what I, I was wearing around the other day is I have this. I'm gonna hang it up behind me because I always hang up jerseys behind me here. The one I have behind me now actually is funny because this is this is one of my men's hockey league jerseys back there. Tele Q. Because I thought we were going to have my buddy Dan on today, um, who's a Minnesota Wild, and he, we were both on this uh, this um, men's hockey team. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was looking at the um, I was I was looking at the Minnesota North Stars jersey, which is like the green Minnesota North Stars jersey was such a good jersey. Um, and when you wear that around, like I wear that at the shore a lot. That's one of my I have like four or five jerseys I keep down the beach, and that's all wear I wear at night on the beach. People, I get so many great comments about that one. That, I really wish that they could somehow the Wild would bring that back in some way, shape, or form. I know it's not even the franchise, but I think it would be good. Yeah, I think it would be good. All right, so let's get on to Montreal, should we? Um, okay. Shall we? Here we go. So let me talk about the Montreal Canadiens for a second with you guys, because this is a team that obviously, <laughs> as we've talked, we talk about a lot, but I want to get into a little bit more of just um, you know, less emotional talk about Montreal Day and more just like what they really are. Okay, 
the Montreal Canadiens finished first last year in the Atlantic Division, which I don't think many people remember. You know, like that's this is a hundred and three point team. So for all the crap that they get, mm-hmm. you know, team that finished with hundred and three points. Granted, it wasn't a division that was pretty much falling apart at the bottom end of it, but still they um, they did finish. And there were there was a while where Ottawa took over towards like the last month of the season and passed them, but Montreal did manage to still finish ahead of them. They were, okay, so goals per per game, you know, I always think of Montreal as a team that can't score, right, and that, that's been their issue. They were 15th, which is not great, but not as bad as I would have predicted if you just had told me what were they. I would have said they were like 20-something, but they were 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, goals against per game, uh, they were third, which of course has all to do with Carey Price, you know, who has been spectacular for them. No, Shea Weber had a great year. It has to do with their defense. And Shea Weber was Shea Weber was an improvement over PK Saban defensively for sure. Yes. Power play percentage thirteenth in the league. Uh, penalty killing fourteenth in the league. Um, the age on this team is is kind of interesting. Their um their top twelve forwards are twenty seven point one years old, which is not old. It's not as there are m- many of the teams we've been talking about have been more in 28, 29 range. This is twenty seven point one. Um, not that old of a team as far as as far as that goes. Um, now we get to you know the team itself and the lines as they're listed here on rosterresource.com, which we keep using because they really do the best job, I think, and definitely support the website. It's close. I don't think they've got it nailed, but it's close. Yeah, they don't think we have it nailed. Um, so the top line they have is Jonathan Duran, centering Max Pacioretty and Brendan Gallagher. Um, second line, Thomas Placanek, the ageless Thomas Placanek. Um <laughs> Around Arturi Lekkinen and Alex Gilchenyuk, who the he's not, mo- he's not he's not ageless. Yeah, he's not ageless at all. I know he's 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 uh, I know he's he's pretty old. He's thirty four point nine years old. Well, basically thirty five. Um, <laughs> then the third line: Andrew Shaw, Daniel Hemsky. Hemsky still playing in the NHL. Did you ever, did you ever remember, remember that? It's pretty crazy. Um, crazy. Fourth line: Mitchell Byron and McCarran. Um, Lord I don't Byron. think McCarron will be on the fourth line. I don't think he'll even make it. I would rather see them put Hugh Don on the fourth line. Yeah, yeah. he'll get and, some, and then move Byron onto the other part of the wing. But Byron's gonna. But Byron scored twenty goals last year. I know he's he, gonna go higher. He could be on the second line. He could be on the third line. Hemsky could be lower in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and a, a guy like Philip Philip Deno is probably gonna be their number three center. Uh, Peter Holland might be their number four center. Could be. Yeah, Hemsky feels like a guy who should have been a Montreal Canadian his whole career. You know, we talked about, and I don't know, that just feels like he feels like a Montreal Canadian type yes. player. Um, and they may end up loving him there. He's the kind of player that could really thrive in Montreal. So I, I, was, I got why they went for it um, with him, but he has he has definitely hit, um, fallen off a lot over the last couple of years. The other big si- the big thing in the summer that they did, of course, was Carl Alsner, who was um, who who they say will be starting with Weber. Although yesterday we heard it would be Schlemko starting with Weber um, when you know Bergeron we came out and made his statement. Um, Bergevin, sorry, I always get Bergevin, Bergevin, came out and made a statement. Um, second, um, Brandon Davidson, Jeff Petrie, um, third, Jordan Ben and David Schlemko, or, you know, that, that's how they have it on here. I think that it's likely that Carl Osner and Shea Weber will play together a lot, um, as they're shut down, you know, that, there. That's all your eggs in one basket, basically, though. It is, but, it, you know. I, I gotta tell you something, too. I'm sorry, not to, no, to flavor a point, but, you know, putting McCarron on that fourth line, like he doesn't even score goals anymore. Hugh Don's had twenty-seven and twenty-eight goals at the yeah. AHL level. Like McCarron doesn't even have twenty-seven goals in in his AHL career. 
Yeah, but Russ, they might want to put McCarron up the middle as the big center. But I think Peter he Holland doesn't even win faceoffs. Like I just don't I think know, he's in but, but, but 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 I'm telling you that they they think more of him in that organization than we do. I mean, I, I, I think I I don't I don't think he's I think at best he's a fourth line guy in the NHL. But they they like his size and his speed improved over time over the last couple of years. So they may give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, glaciers are melting faster, so yes, his speed improved, but whatever. I've heard good things about Andres Martinson, who they picked up from Colorado last year. Martinson's a good player. He 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 will never do much in scoring, but he does a lot of little things in the corner. He he plays hard. I, I like Martinson for them. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, and finally, at- I'll, I'll just finish this up, Mike, Mike, and then you can go. Um, yeah. A lot of people think Mark Streit's going to be in their top six. Um. Um, and I saw a, pre- a re- preview on the NHL Network had him in the top six. I'm not sure who they had out of this. I guess it would be Davidson. Um, Jordy Ben also deserves a lot of credit for it. Ben played really well for them. Really good. And I, it was funny because I talked to people who you know who saw him play in Dallas. I mean, Bill Meltzer will be the first to tell you that I think he was surprised at Jordy Ben because in Dallas he kind of compared. He said he was okay, but he compared him to that. Um, I mean the flyer, the flyer defenseman who got in all the trouble with Connor McDavid last year. What's his um? Oh, I know who you're talking about, Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning, he thought was a lot like Jordy Ben. Um, yeah, you know, I remember if you remember, I was I liked that trade for yeah. Ben in Montreal because they have a different philosophy. I think it just changed the yeah. philosophy, changed the player. Jordy Ben is a tough character, um, and that's what Montreal really needed in front. And they yeah. need they need to protect Carey Price. That's that's the bottom line, right? So that's um, this is another team with old goalies <laughs> um you know i mean carrie price is only 30 montoya is 32 basically 30 almost 33 so they're setting goal like there's no they're setting goal there's no question about it um prospect wise they have some coming up right russ there are some guys i mean you mentioned a couple that are interesting yeah i don't think any of them are really that close i, I think the problem is fucali seems to be off the radar um mike who's the other kid we just talked about him the other day um oh the, the other goaltender um, oh, well, they have they have McNiven, who they like a lot, but uh, the other he's lower down though. McNiven, he's going to be a while. Uh, a- Char- Charlie Lindgren is the other Lindgren. Guy. Lindgren yeah. is the guy that they're hoping, you know, turns. Well, I, I, Russ, I I talked I talked to a couple of uh, um, a couple of reporters uh, who cover the Canadians, and they, they you know they still think Fucali's on the on the on the radar. It's one of those situations where he's probably the fourth goalie in 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 the system, and they don't want him being the backup uh, with their AHL team. They want him playing major minutes in the ECHL, and then probably he'll move up. Um, but you know, like I know Al Montoya still got a couple years left in his contract, yeah. so they're just being. I, mean, I hope that for Fucali. I I thought highly of him as a goalie, but it just seems like he's getting marginalized. So maybe you're right. Maybe that'll be the play. But for now, Lindgren's higher on the depth chart. I know yes. that. Yeah. That's correct. Now, look, looking at this team overall, I mean, it's it's not what's there right now. It's what what is missing and what what they had last year that they don't have. I mean, they finished in first place last year, but they had. Uh, you know, they, they had Radulov, and Radulov was a big force for them, and they don't have Radulov anymore. Agreed. And they, they, they move, they move Radulov, or the, Radulov goes, goes to Dallas via free agency. They trade their number one defensive prospect, a guy who I think is going to be probably in two or three years a top-pairing defenseman in the NHL in Sergachev. Yeah. And they get back Jonathan Duran, who has tons of talent, but I continue to say they're going to play him at center. I don't think he's a center. We'll see if he is. But – they're really weak up the middle. 
Placanitz is 35 years old. He's making six million bucks a year. It's an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. He's a shadow. He's a shadow of his former self. They have a. They have a few. Pacioretty is their is their best scorer uh, on on the wing, and he's the and he's the team captain. But the, he doesn't get a lot of support. I mean, Galchenyuk, if you play if play him on the wing, he could score 30 goals. But they're paying almost four million bucks a year to Andrew Shaw. He doesn't score a lot. Brendan Gallagher is taking a step back offensively. They got a they got a step up from Paul Byron last year. I don't know if you can expect him to get 20 goals. You got Lekkinen, I think, who's a good yeah, young player. He'll get 15. Yeah, but he'd be on the third line in my mind. I don't think he's a fourth line player. No, right. but he can play either. It doesn't matter. And on and honestly, I think their defense this year is worse than it was last year. No, it's not. No, no. It's not. I'm sorry. Andre Andre Markov. Okay, he's 38 years old. He had a great year, Russ. He had a great year. And you know, Carl Alsner is a different type of defenseman. He's more of a defensive type. Weber and and Alsner is a really good pairing in my. Yeah, opinion. but but again, it's all your eggs in one basket. And then you. No, you I mean, think, Davidson and Petrie is actually pretty good. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Davidson fan, and I honestly, I think you they traded a good defenseman and Nathan Bullew for absolutely nothing. Uh, probably because they did you know, that because they believed in Davidson. Obviously, that's right. Well, no, you know, that, and, and I, you're not a big Davidson fan, so it makes sense, you know. But they really, right. they really do believe in him, and they were terrified of losing him, you know, to Vegas. So they were. I there. think that if I look at their defense, it's more balanced now than it has been in previous years. I think that this organization took a overall took a step backwards from where they were last year, and last year they were not perfect. They needed they needed to upgrade up the middle. I think they they have more question marks up the middle now than they did last year, and and I think they're weaker on the wings, and I think they're weaker on defense. So right now, Carey Price's task is much tougher to get this team where they need to be. Um, it, it's you know it's it's hard to say for me because I think here's the thing, Jonathan Duran. If you're looking about Duran for you know think about right now, yes, they gave away a really good defensive prospect, but he's not right now. So. That could hurt them down the line for sure, and it will hurt them down the line for sure. But right now, you basically traded Duran for Radulov, essentially, into this lineup. You know, like you take Radulov out, put your, and I'll take that trade. I, I'm, I'm a, I like Duran not only as a younger. I think he's as good as Radulov. But they're um, two different type of players. They're different types of players, but Radulov doesn't make the players around him better. Um, Duran may, you know, that's my like. I think Radulov's going to be a, a disaster with 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 Ben and. Um, yeah, you know, with with Ben and, and Sagan, I don't I don't think that I don't think it lines. I don't think he's playing on that line. I think he's going to play with Spezza. Yeah, and I and I and I think he can, and I think that could be a problem too because again, Spezza, there, there's a lot of players in Dallas who like to carry the puck. Radulov has to carry the puck, and that really affected um, Galchenyuk. It affected back Pacioretty. It affected a lot, and and he did a great job with it, and he had some really highlight type moments. But he still can't get by the fact he's a selfish player. He just is a selfish player, um, and he's gotten better and more mature, but he's still a selfish player. You know. You know, Drew Ann, I don't really think is, is of as a selfish player. Um, you know, I know he had his issues, but I think on the ice, Drew Ann is a is a it will he'll, he'll dish the puck around a lot. He moves the puck around really nicely. I think he, you know, the fact he wasn't a center like we talked about yesterday is okay because he was a center. He he got drafted really high as a center. You know, um, and you know, just in Tampa had all these strong centers. So of course, you know, why not bring him in? He's still so young. I mean, he's only 22. You know, you can. They have more depth though than they've had. Like, I, like right now, Hugh Don is depth. Nikita Sherback is depth, and he'll. You know, let's say you play Sherback half the year in the AHL, and he's ripping it up. They might have guys that they could bring up that could give them some offense, even if they don't start the season. So I, 
I know. I, I know. He, I, really I, I, for that. I know he's taking a little bit of a step back, Russ. But I still, I still have a feeling Della Rose has something. Yeah, I think he's got something too. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, no, Pacioretty. That's an he's an interesting one, right? Because he's got. I mean, there's people all over the map with Pacioretty, and he's he's got his definite fans that that think he is the best thing since sliced bread. Um, he's got a great shot, but he. And he, and he does have a great attitude. He's a great captain, I think. But at, at the end of the day, he's not really a top-line left wing. You know, in my mind, he's a second-line left wing. Sure. Um, you know, Gallagher is really not a top-line right wing. He's a second-line right wing. Um, Duran's like their only legitimate. And Galchenyuk, you know. And I'm surprised. In a way, I, w- I would have tried to keep – I would have I would have thought about Duran with Galchenyuk if you're going to do this. You know, like, I don't know. That's just my feeling on it. Because there's a guy who's going to be around for a while and get them going. But this team has Carey Bryce, you know, so they can do what they want to do and still, and they're in a division that has, that is not strong. Um, after, besides Toronto and Tampa Bay in this, in this division, I think, you know, you, the, there's a big drop off. I mean, Ottawa had a great year, Boston had an okay year last year, but still, you know, you got you got to look at this Florida, Detroit, Buffalo, Buffalo could become strong on this, you know, Buffalo could be a force in this division, but will more than three teams make the playoffs out of this division? You know, it seems unlikely. It seems like there's going to be five teams out of the Metropolitan Division. So when we put Montreal and Toronto, I think are two teams that are going to make this, and Tampa, I think you've got your three teams that are going to make the playoffs in this division, and it's going to be hard for anybody else to top them. My, my prediction is that Montreal will be battling Buffalo and Ottawa for third place, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure they're going to win that battle because I still think that they're offensively challenged. I still don't think they have a number one center. And I think they spent the, the I spent they spent money on the wrong type of defenseman uh, to replace Markov. I mean, I like Alsner. Alsner, I think, is a good a good defenseman. And they're too dependent on Carey Price. This team, if Carey Price goes down for four weeks, they are done. Now, there's and, no question about that. And you know, although I do think Montoya is a perfect kind of backup for Carey. Oh, Price. he's a fine backup, but he's not a number. He's not. He's not a number one. And you can say this with any with any team. If they lose their starting goaltender, like the like the Canadians lost Carey Price two years ago, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's yeah. whether it, it's whether a team can weather that four to six week injury where a goalie is out with a knee or a groin or whatever, and do they have enough to at least be over five hundred for that four to six week span? And I'll tell you right now, I look at the Canadians roster and I think if they're lucky, they're five hundred without price for four to six weeks, and that's that's a best case scenario. I think that is best case scenario, but I still think Montreal will eke out a playoff spot. I don't think five from the Metro will make the playoffs, and that's all I'm going to say on the Metro. I don't think five from the Metro. No. Tougher okay. division. They'll all be playing each other. That yeah. That's going to balance it out. Possible. Yeah. Um, and also you got to remember this is a full year training camp with Claude Julien, which I think is a big – It's big a big plus. You know, um, Claude Julien came in halfway without without all of his players. Some of these players were definitely Claude Julien. I, I think I think Hemsky is a Claude Julien call. Alsner is a Claude Julien call. Some of these players are definitely along those lines. Um, Duran is another guy that Julian really wanted. So, you know, this, these are different kind of players. These are some of these players, like Hemsky, would have been totally buried in Michelle Terrian's system. There would he would not have been able to. They, would, with that. they wouldn't have played him at all because they wouldn't they didn't play any defense. He doesn't get back. You know, all those things. Julian's okay with that if if you know if the guy is scoring, he can he'll get scoring from other places. So he'll get defense from other places. I mean. Um, it's weird to me that there's a strange thing about the, the Canadians this year is that they don't start against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's a really that's a sin. This has to happen every year. Why do they not do this? Why do they not open? They open against the Sabers in Buffalo. 
That's still a pretty good matchup. So that's a good matchup, and, and matchup, the, but they don't. And then yeah. that, and that weekend they play in Washington and in New York. And um, well, because I think they, I, I think they actually did did it because it's been done so many times. It's gotten a little old. Oh, and it's it, such a classic. It's such yeah, a. Great I know. Game. I know. But the the Leafs are opening the season in Winnipeg, and it's Matthew yeah. versus Line A. And that's right. that, yeah, but that's that's not. I don't know. I get it. I mean, but this this is. I mean, there's certain things I look forward to every year, and one of them is you know. Opening night, Toronto, Montreal, on Hockey Night in Canada. That's it's just got to be. It, it's just got to be. I'm really. I, I, I think that that's just foolish. They couldn't. Have, I mean, they play a week after that. They do. They do play the second Saturday. Again. Yeah. So there you go. But you know, the, for the to not even play the first weekend against Toronto, I don't have an issue with that. That's kind of weird to me. Um, all right. Well, there's the Montreal Canadiens. Let's get our predictions. Uh, you you did just say your prediction. I think you thought they were gonna. I think they're gonna eat their way in. Eat their way in. Mike? Yeah, I, I think th- I think they'll I think they're gonna get the wild card in the uh, in the Atlantic. I don't think they'll finish in the top three. So you think four teams from the Atlantic as well, Mike? Yeah. All right. I um I think they'll make the playoffs. I do think they'll finish in the top three. Um, I don't know if they'll finish ahead or behind Toronto. I think it'll be close between the two of them. I think we'll. But what'll be fun about it is we're gonna get to see ourselves a first round playoff series between Toronto and Montreal, which will be really that would be great. great. Which is always great when that happens. So, and I think that's something that we will definitely see. I think that which means which means Matt Martin will be running over Carey Price. <laughs> oh boy, this is very geared towards that. This is all this 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 is very geared towards that. Uh, let's talk about some PTOs real quick before we get out of here, Mike. Uh, Chris Kelly uh, is a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers, which is him following Peter Shirelli around because he was in Ottawa with Shirelli yeah. as. GM. He went to Boston with Shirelli, and now he's being uh, invited on a PTO to Edmonton. And Daniel Winnick uh, to the Minnesota Wild. Love this. Which I think is, yeah, that's a good good one. I think that's a good one. Um, It's amazing to me that Winnick isn't signed. Well, well, and the one, Cody Franzen happened uh, on the weekend. And if you look at the situation in Chicago, I think it's PTO in name only. I think he's, I think he's going to sign a contract. So I think it's there. So you know, I think they just they just invited him on a PTO, but they already agreed to the deal. And like the only thing that could screw it up is if he gets hurt or if he plays really terribly. But yeah, no, I think so. I like. I mean, I, I just I I like I like. And then okay, we had um, you know, Vandeveldi, um, has you know doing a PTO in Ottawa. For Chris Vandevelli, um played every game last year with the Flyers. I think um, that's a, so. I mean, that's a solid guy that you could sign maybe to a minimum contract, and he won't hurt you. He could be your twelfth or thirteenth forward. Um, yeah, I like Vandevelli. He's he's loved obviously by the coach here. You know, he really is um, really is impressive um, as far as as far as how how much you know Haxtell faith Haxtell put in Chris Vandevelli. Um So you know, and it's, and it's good. Vanvelli at times will surprise you. He, he times has really some really nice slick moves, but he's one of those players that just kind of reminds me of like you know um, almost like a Kent Manderville type player to me. Like you know, and Kent Manderville had a lot of you know had some had probably a little bit more skill than Vanvelli, but it's kind of similar in terms of the you know the Flyers have had players like that before that are just fast players who run around a lot and kill time but don't really. He's don't, the perfect. He's the perfect energy forward. Is what he he's is. the perfect energy forward. Yeah, and you know North Dakota guy. So. Um, there's that. Okay, so and uh, let's see. So here's a there's another real rumor I wanted to throw out there too that's that's flying around. Um, 
and this is um you know Occupy's writer here, you know Avis Kalins, who is saying um, that we could possibly see Pasternak heading to the KHL. Um, it feels very unlikely. Course. This is, I mean, this has got to be, I mean, this is similar to the Athena CU situation where they're letting it know that it's an option out there and they're trying to, they're trying everything. They're throwing the kitchen sink at the whole situation here. And right now, I mean, Brad Marchand came out yesterday and said, I don't have a problem if Pasternak makes more than I do. Of course he doesn't because he's got his contract. Right. Uh, he's locked in for seven more years. So of course, he's being sort of a good a good buddy to Pasternak and say, the, the, uh, right now, I, I just don't understand the mindset of the Boston Bruins. The guy scored 34 goals for you. The guy is one of the best young players in the NHL. Pay him. Stop but You this guys don't want to pay him $7 million either, and I think that's what he's demanding. So. Well, well I, I, I'm, but yes, but he's using Dreisaitl as, lever, like as a leverage play. But he wants to. I think he wants to make more than Marchand. I think he wants to make around what Bergeron makes, which is close to seven million. If they offer him that, I think the deal gets done. But but I think the Bruins are trying to get him on the cheap. I think they're trying to get him around six million bucks, which is what's been floated out there in the media. And that to me is insulting because he's a he's he's a better player than that. Yeah, I do. I totally agree with you. Um, I think he, I think he's a much better player than that. And I think that the KHL would be a real disaster for him, actually, if he went. Well, to the- I think it's just a threat. I mean, you know what? If he goes over there for a year and the Bruins suffer because of it, you know what I'm saying? If they if they yeah. score goals, I mean, you know, you the clock is ticking on the Bruins right now. You're in the last year of Chara. Bergeron is in his, I believe he's in his early 30s. He, he's a guy who's played, who's played a lot of tough minutes in his career. Marchand yeah. is in his prime. Krejci is over 30 years old. With the core group that they have right now, they have a limited window. Bacchus is over 30. You right. cannot risk having Pasternak not be there because I think you basically throw away any chance at the playoffs if he's not there, and then you have a situation that might just decompensate. Right. Uh, finally, um, today, before we get out of here, Seattle, um, rumors today, or not rumors, I guess, uh, legitimate Approval, right? Correct. Is that correct? Six hundred million dollar uh, um, deal approved. They're now they're going to uh, basically. It sounds like gut the key arena and build it. You know, completely build it from the inside out. Uh, now that's the thing that was confusing because I, I I've, at first I thought they were going to build. Uh, the original initial report sounded like they were going to build a completely new arena, but now it's the renovation of the key arena. But essentially, by renovating it, that that means they're gutting it completely and making it a a a, a modern facility. And you know, this is going to lead to the NHL going to Seattle. It's just a matter of time. There's interest there. They want to get the NBA back. They want to the, get the NHL back. It it, it makes too much sense. And. Yeah. A Western, a West, you know, adding it. This would make sense for that, for that team to bring the Western Conference up to sixteen and have thirty-two teams. And I think eventually, eventually, it's going to happen. I do too, I do too. And I want, I want, I want them to be called the Seattle Thunderbirds. I like, I've always liked the name. I like the logo. I like that team. I, I mean, I know that it might not be. I know that Thunderbirds still exists, obviously. Yeah, but it would, but it would go along with the you know Seattle Seahawks. I mean, yeah. there would be a bird motif. It would go along with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, and the Thunderbirds are just—they've always had a good following there. I know a lot of people who played there. Um, they love it. They say Seattle's a great city. I mean, it does. It, it 
it's interesting. I always thought, you know, I know Seattle has a there was a there was a big issue similar to Buffalo, Toronto, with Seattle, Vancouver, um, for years. And I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that that's not being mentioned more. That's not an issue right now because it 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 has been in the past. And unless the NHL unless the NHL's already made some kind of deal with the Canucks that they don't that we don't know about. Yeah, but how, and I don't know the, the the geography of how how much distance is. But I think it's about a hundred miles, right? Yeah, no, it's not that close. I mean, it, it's but it is but it is an area where you know you have the Seattle people are Vancouver Canucks fans. Um, they are, you know, I, I talk to people out there. They, that's that's the team they root for. Some of them root for the Sharks a little bit, but most of them mostly are Canucks fans. Um, the cities, the Seattle and Vancouver, have like a long history of kind of I supporting mean, each other. It's, a, I mean, that's that concern is going to be thrown to the wayside because honestly, I believe it's a top ten television market in the in the U.S. It is, and it's 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 what it's really what's really impressing NHL. And people might not realize this, but I talk to people in the league; they've really been impressed by the soccer, the way soccer has been been embraced there. You know, and yeah, the MLB team is huge there. I mean, it's it's the biggest, one of the biggest. It's the it is the biggest MLB team as far as markets go. They they completely. I mean, they dominate. And when you go through to Seattle, people will t not not dominate on the field. But when you go to Seattle, you'll see nothing but Seattle, you know, jerseys from that from the MLS. So. You know, um, I'm really, I'm always impressed, not MLB, sorry, MLS. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, and that is, a, that's sort of another, uh, you know, makes people think that these are real sports fans who want to, who are looking beyond just, you know, your normal baseball, I mean, basketball, football thing. I mean, the only concern is going to be because, you know, there's talk about the NBA, but I don't know if it'll be the Sonics coming back or they change the name, um, but that the NBA will come back in concert with the NHL is that you'll have five major team, five major sports teams there with the with the with the Seahawks, with the Mariners, and then the NBA, the NHL, and MLS being being considered a, a major sport there. You know, yeah. whether whether the dollar there'll be enough dollars to spread around, but I think. I think that that's the risk that the NHL's. They're willing to take it. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk for a lot of time. You know, a quiet little push for Portland, Oregon. You know, instead of Seattle. Um, and I really always thought Portland, Oregon would have been great. I think they would have, because they could have been the only real, not the only real team there, but you know, like the only one of the bigger major yeah. teams. Yeah, the um, NBA, the NBA is there, and they they would just have to battle the right the battle of the NBA. Um, and Portland is more of a San Jose-ish type city. Yes. Um, of younger people, um, very tech savvy people. So it would it, a lot of transplanted people who. And tra one of the people don't realize that one of the main reasons the Sharks made it out there the way they did and the way they were so popular early on. Um, and I lived out there for a while, so I can tell you that, that that whole area of San Jose is a whole lot of transplanted people from the East Coast. Um, Portland is the same way now, and and the tech industry tends to bring single people, a lot of single men for the most part. To you know, and of course, single women, but single men who are hockey fans to a new city in in San Jose, and they basically you know where you would see less you would see less families in San Jose and more groups of guys who work together going to San Jose Sharks games, and these are guys who like you know who didn't have when they're out there by themselves didn't have families so there's nothing else to do but go to the hockey game you know that's what they would do and and the Portland could work the same way so you know I I I I I do believe that Seattle will get a relocated team. And not an expansion team too. I also believe that, um, and I, I just I have a feeling for that. Um, and you know, who who knows who that'll be? You know, a lot of people that I talk to feel that that will that could be the Florida Panthers, right? That that's the team that could end up in Seattle. It's possible, but I hope I hope not for the Panthers fans' sake. But you know, that's what it seems to be possible. 
So um, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks, Mike. Um, and uh, thanks, Russ, wherever you are. Russ had to duck out for a second. Um, remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Russ and I will be at the Flyers rookie game. So if you're going to go to that game at all, we might might put out some, you know, you can have some. I'm going to bring tomorrow night. One of the other predictions I forgot to say, I'm going to be bringing Drink a Toast, Take a Boost with me tomorrow for Russ to try along with Anthony um, at the game tomorrow. So uh, I wonder if, how will I be able to get that into the arena? I thought about that. That's going to be interesting. Like, how am I going to sneak that into the arena? Well, is it an illegal substance? Well, just no, but I can't. You know, you usually don't bring outside beverages with me, you know. I guess I can just throw it into a water bottle of some kind. Maybe they'll let me through. We'll find out. If, if I take a boost, is, if, I pick, if I take the time to find this crazy substance in Jersey, and I better, better not be confiscated me. That's all I can say. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Thanks for supporting us. Talk to you soon. Tell your friends. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.